Recording, but uh, crack it, crack it open in front of the mic so people know that we no party. free ads. But I'm gonna crack this. It's a nice seltzer. Ooh, well, that's a great crack. Look at the wow! That made a big noise on the screen here. Uh, season three. Season three. We are back for a third season. You know what's weird is we were literally sitting in this same position, but one floor up in your old apartment when we kicked off season one. Shout out to everybody who's been along since episode one. So both of our mothers, love you both. But and my wife. And oh yeah, and your wife. Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. We are four days away from our two calendar year anniversary of our first episode, August 9th. But today we're officially kicking off the Dogs of War podcast. You just pointed at me. What the hell was I supposed to say there? No, but like what? I'm, we're kicking off season three. Today. Oh yeah, season three of the Dogs of War podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, by the way, I always think it's kind of douchey when people like pat themselves on the back and say, subscribe, but seriously, subscribe. We need help. Um, well, y- you guys, I've done the math. The Browns' performance throughout the season in the playoffs has been directly tied to this podcast. We had a rough start, shaky start, as most podcasts do when they started. 2019, what do we go, 6-10? A little bit uh, underwhelming. Yeah, we got a shit ton. We're gonna when we swear this season, we're gonna try to make it count. We got a heck of a lot better, and guess what? The Browns make the playoffs, and then guess what else? They beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. So back to back weeks. Every time you tell somebody to listen to this podcast, the Browns do better and are more likely to win a Super Bowl. What did any of you? And this is a question for us too. Do today to help the Browns beat Kansas City Week One. Um, I texted my sister that the Chubb jersey I got her for Christmas that literally got lost in the mail. You know, people say things get lost in the mail. It actually got lost in the mail. Like I got a refund, but it didn't really help her for it, it. Didn't really help her for her, uh, you know, Chubb jersey acquisition. I was also kind of nervous because I was like, dude, at that time, who knows if Chubb's going to resign? But Chubb resigned, and I texted her it is on the way so me being a good brother and delivering on the present that i essentially welched on or used as an excuse of their shitty mail system during covid um yeah that's how i helped so that was like 120 ish bucks well spent okay uh what did i do today to help the browns beat the chiefs week one Uh, i recorded a podcast with my close friend raleigh because we are Kevin and Raleigh, the Dog War Podcast. We have to officially get better introing what the, f- excuse me, caught myself, what the <laughs> heck we're talking about. But honestly, we screw around a lot here. That's kind of the point of this. But appreciate everyone's been following along as we dive into season three here. This has all the makings to knock on wood, be a very, very special year. And we're going to jump all into that about Chubb. I also picked out the Browns gift I'm giving my brother. 
Shout out Mark for his birthday next month. So that's also what I did today to help the Browns beat Kansas City week one. All of you every day when you wake up, ask yourselves, what can I do today to help this team beat Kansas City week one? But before we jump into that, all we've been doing the last 10 episodes is jumping in, going right to an interview or right to whatever else we're doing. What's up? How's your mental health? How's life? Like, what, what, what are we doing here? Um, th- this has been a good summer, dude. I, I, I agree. I, I don't know if it's like a, uh, it's good compared to last summer, which was like essentially the start of the pandemic or say the, the know, height, the height. Yeah. Yeah. It's the height in the summer. Cause we, you know, we're nervous about, is there going to be a, I'm not going to call it an NFL season. Is there going to be a Brown season? Yeah. Is the world going to end? What's the future hold? But now this summer, dude. Being outside, I feel like everyone and their mother is just so, so damn happy. I'm in a good spot. I'm in a good spot. I'm I'm very cautiously optimistic about this franchise, where they're headed. Um, you know, the nice thing is we are not based on – shoot, I want to knock on wood because I'm still – you know, we all have that PTSD. The fact that we have a head coach – and a GM that are on the same page and that are damn good at what they do, that's quite frankly more important than any one player. That's how you build franchises. So I'm liking the state of the union um, as far as life goes. Uh, marriage is sick. <laughs> um, I don't get – I started taking ADHD or ADD lessons, coaching and stuff. It's made me less of a POS. Uh, my wife's very proud of me. I'm proud of myself. My ADD coach is proud of me. Shout out, Taylor. Um, how about you? That's a, a great summation. I would have to agree, and I know we were talking about this on off the mic earlier, about what are the universal best summers in, one per, in, in one's life. I think number one is that summer after senior year of high school when you all know it's your last summer together, like in your hometown. Just go out and just get... Buck nasty every night during the summer. Can we still use that? Is that still a term? Buck nasty? I don't know. I we have underage kids. All of you better stay off of the illegal substances. When he says buck nasty, he's just saying having a genuine like good going to the time. beach in yeah. Lakewood, Ohio, and wilding out with your friends around a bonfire. That's different. But in terms of summer overall, this has been hands down a top five summer ever for me. I'm in a great place. We talk about mental health. I think we need to start talking about that a little bit more this year. I get behind that. Mental health is very important. You know, I, I started being more open about mental health really just recently. You know, it was, uh, I started doing probably therapy seven or eight years ago. Oh, nice. I realized that, I know we're going way off track here, but my stress and anxiety were way too much just to handle by myself in my own head. And I was horrified for so long to say that I need help, but when I finally just manned up and said, I need help, I went and talked to somebody and got put on a daily med and everything, changed my life. I think we as a collective society, especially Browns fans, for God's sake, need to check in on each other a little bit more. And it's okay to sit, raise your hand sometimes and be like, I need a little bit of help here. It's okay. It's normal. It's cool. The worst thing you can do is not say anything and not go get help. So anyway, we're going way off the rails here. What we're getting at is check in on your friends, check in on people you haven't talked to in a while. This is something I've wanted to talk about uh, since today, since I sporadically thought of it. Jersey purchases, the economics, the thought process behind it, 
Uh, there's a lot of decisions to be made from you, me, those listening. As a Browns fan, we're kind of in the, we're going to talk about Browns PTSD a lot. Uh, I'm hoping, big knock on wood, we are past the dark ages. It feels like we are, but we've all bought that first round pick jersey that the guy was like demoted to the practice squad within week two of training camp. Um, what are the smart jerseys to buy? Obviously, my thought, and I'll start us off, the most steadfast jerseys to buy are the retired guys who retired Proud Browns, and that's really Jim Brown, Phil Dawson, and Joe Thomas. we got to shout out to our running backs, too. We gotta, you got to get Mack in there, Biner. But you want to support the new guys, too. Yes, yes, but at the same time, and I'm glad we started here, I asked this question to someone earlier. Is Nick Chubb now officially on that list? Before we get there, the safe jersey, the safest jersey, like when I got my brother jersey for Christmas a couple years ago, is Joe Thomas. My mom got me a Baker jersey for Christmas a couple years ago, and I was angry because the last jersey she got me before that was Josh uh, Gordon. Gordon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen it got to a point that where was after the third relapse. <laughs> we had 10 jerseys between my brother, myself, my sisters, that were Browns players for like a month or season, and then we never saw them again. So anyway, where are we going here, Nadia? The safe jerseys. All right, in recent memory, do we now put Chubb on that list? I I think he is. And Miles. Miles, Chubb. Quite frankly, I I, I feel like for the the veterans, like the Batonios – uh, the Chubbs. I'd rock Batonio for sure. Yeah. I'm like, I will be damned. When you got the Baker jersey, I was kind of mad at your mom too. Because I'm like, ooh, he, of any position, any player, he's had a lot stacked against him. Like, when you are drafted by the Browns first overall, first off, you don't get the first overall pick because you had a stellar season. You get picked overall because you went either 1-15 in or 0-16 in, in the years before that. So... I rocked the I rocked it with Garrett uh, the same year, but I, I guess they're they've established themselves. I still don't want to do it to Baker uh, until he resigns. Not because I'm like, oh, you I, want to jinx him? Not yet. Yeah, I, I just second don't want contracts to, is when you get the jersey. And, and I don't know. I, I I take full responsibility for Trent Richardson, like that lackluster career in Cleveland, and he still he was in the league for a while, but. What, uh, two or three years? Uh, two or three years more than us. Um, way more than us. Either way, I screwed him with that jersey purchase, and I will never forgive myself. Before we get into training camp and all the other Browns news and Chubb, we've been talked about just random stuff in a long time. You and I were both at a music festival in Chicago over the weekend. It was my very first music festival ever. I know. I know. Hard to believe. First musical festival or that one ever? First music fest ever. Unless it's Warped Tour count. As, as much as you talk about, I know people. Like you're a musician. musician. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just I'm a concert snob in the sense that I don't like being a mile away from a stage. I want to be close to the stage so I can like hear the band and see the band and all that. Like my days of being out on the field for Dave Matthews in high school are long gone. I can't do it anymore. My body can't do it. I want to hear the music, but your body hey, never did it. True. Until this no, it's very true. It's very true. But you and I went to Lala. This weekend, Lollapalooza for yeah, that's it was it was the biggest music festival thus far since COVID. It was incredible. 
I do not. You and I got separated when Journey started. Shout out Journey. And that's the last we saw each other for that night. But I had... That was the best weekend of my summer. Without question. I was absolutely... I only went one day. Shout out Kelsey. Yeah, shout out Kelsey. Uh, yeah, shout out Kelsey. That was amazing. Um, I... I was... I was overwhelmed. I was like, oh my goodness. I drank too much too fast. Not that I don't do that a lot, but... It, it was awesome. But I'm like, oh man. I... But we haven't we we haven't drank in heat day drink all day like we haven't done that in what two years because COVID yeah plus we're thirty so we something. all forgot yeah but I mean it doesn't matter we forgot what that is like and it was incredible my two favorite performances were and I I cannot believe I would have never thought this a week ago I'd be saying this Miley Cyrus is a must see in concert really I was and I know like two or three of her songs she is an absolute star on stage she is fucking sorry mom and mrs davis incredible uh and then foo fighters sunday night dave grohl taylor hawkins they're two of my biggest music idols uh it was incredible and we were completely spoiled raleigh and i got to sit in some cool seats uh some cool areas thanks to again shout out kelsey podcast friends girls talking boys that have been on this podcast before god i love podcasting for sure as someone who's been grooming since, you know, high school, no big deal. Manscaped is, without question, the greatest razor I have ever used in my life. And we told this to you guys before we had our first ever advertisement. We would never plug something that we didn't personally use ourselves. Manscaped is incredible. I listen to a lot of podcasts, too, not just ours. A lot of big podcasts have Manscaped. I'm not saying we're a big podcast. Let's yeah, back that up. We're huge. But, yeah. For those of you who have cut yourself either above or below the belt shaving before, uh, and I'm not encouraging you to do this, by all means, do not do this. I was like trying, like, like, try, like you can't cut yourself with these. Yes, you can if you try really hard. Let's relax. But it was the smoothest, best shave I've ever had. Manscaped has just taken off, not just in the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, Singapore. You hear all that? I know we had listeners in all those areas. Go out there and get the Performance Package 4.0. It'll get you the Weed Whacker, which is waterproof. You can bring this thing in the shower. It's fantastic. Uh, 9,000 RPM motor-powered, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. How do you like that for off-the-cuff? It's incredible. Let me get you guys something here. 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. We talk about COVID being a pandemic, and yes, it is. There's another pandemic going on right now, and it's the fact that people are cross-pollinating razors across their body. Guys, friends, this is a society. There's rules. We need to stop doing that, and Manscaped can help. Let's jump into some Browns news, shall we? The, the Nicholas Chubb! Clink! <laughs> See, what people don't understand or don't realize, may forget, is he was not signed past this year. So this was a big, 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 big contract. We got him. He's back. We got to talk about his contract, which is $36.6 million for three years and $20 million guaranteed. At his press conference after signing this contract, he said, and I quote, it means everything. I love it here in Cleveland. I love this team. I love the coaches. I love the position that I am in. I can't ask for anything better than where I am. Cleveland is where I want to be. I'm happy to be able to get that done so I can be here for even more years. That gives me chills. That was a moment of silence for that because i am got to blow my eyes off from that. Ladies and gentlemen, 
it would be a miracle if we ever saw another Nick Chubb in Cleveland in, on any of our teams ever again. Think about it. The way that he performs on the field is actually maybe the, one of the least impressive things about him. When you think about he's a leader. He doesn't say a word that we've ever heard. He's one of the most respected guys in that locker room. He's a leader. He's a captain, whether he's got the C on his jersey or not. Someone I, I forget who it was in a press conference or an interview. Someone said, you know, what is – what does Nick do outside of football? And they're like, he either is working out or playing with his dog. He is almost too good to be true. You know something I will never not be pumped up about? It's it's new to us, is the post-contract signing press conferences of guys saying they want to be here. How about that? How about that? And So we have Chubb for a while, and I don't – I, I, again, we are not salary cap experts by any means, nor will we ever be. There's I don't, two I don't types care. Of people. There's people that aren't salary cap experts, and there's people that lie about being salary cap experts. That shit is way too complex. If, if agreed, it cannot be said enough how amazing this deal is for this team and for the other contracts that we have that need to be figured out in the next year or two or the next few weeks. Shout out Baker, shout out Teller, shout out Ward. Ward. Chubb's contract gets him paid. He got that bag, 20 mil guarantee, 36.6 for three years. What is also really putting the cap and the money and everything else in a great position for the rest of the team. He is the man. That jersey is now up on the Wall of Fame. Wall of Fame. Our Hall of Fame. Our Hall of Fame, all right. Our Dogs of War Hall of Wall of Fame. I mean, I've never been almost in tears talking about we could call another Wallop- grown man before, but I am. Wallapalooza. Huh? Whoa! Yeah. Wallapalooza, there we go. We're, we're big on puns here, if you're still listening. So, his quotes, everything about it has been absolutely incredible. I want to flip in real quick about... Now, we said this on the podcast before. The Building the Browns series that the Browns put on on YouTube is incredible. One of the best produced shows I've uh, I've ever seen. The access they get, the interviews they get, the way they do it, it's like watching a reality show that you actually like. Yeah. That makes sense. That is a big high point of tension in our household cuz I hate reality TV. Yep. My wife uh, I'm not gonna this isn't a Kate bashing her TV preferences, but it's just terrible. Like the housewives screaming at each other, dude, it's they're bad people. So just if you can take anything away from this rant that I didn't really think about in my ADD ass way, building the Browns is the total opposite of the housewives in so many facets. JJ the third, when he sat down for his his part, he couldn't stop talking about and I, I can't believe I had to stop it and rewatch it. I can't believe I'm actually saying these words. He kept talking about the professionalism of this franchise and all the players that are there. How everyone is there, heads down, all business. But they all get along and they like each other. I've never seen anything like it. And watch this. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm spoiling it, but I'm not spoiling it. They showed what Stefanski has the guys do a lot of days before they're allowed to leave the field after the practice. Stefanski said... I want them to always be thinking competition, competition, competition. So when they end practice, there's a couple things that Stefanski will do every single day before they're allowed to leave the actual field. Uh, one day, he set up 100 half-filled water bottles 
and he said, before you're allowed to walk off this practice field, you all each have to flip it and get it to land. You've all seen that, the water bottle trick, you know? So they showed, like, all the players, like, trying to do it. It was hilarious. It's incredible. He's always just setting that stuff up. And, or, some days they'll bring out a couple basketball hoops onto the field, and they all have to hit, like, a certain amount of free throws before they can leave and go back to the locker room. This is training camp. This is absolutely incredible. That's culture, baby. And all, you know, some of these other teams and people out there, like, we've never had this. We've never had a competent, incredibly good-looking front office that's grown up, mature, adults. We've never, ever had this. They're all in lockstep together. Stefanski, shout out Andrew Barry. I hope Andrew Barry is the first GM for the whole dog pound. You know, Andrew Barry. Yeah. That needs to happen this year because he's an absolute – and it's crazy because he's like our age, and that just always knocks me down. When I'm like worshiping the guy, I realize like he's like not even a year older than us. I thought of a sick quote. What? Wait a minute. Let me rethink it in my head. Stefanski is not built like a Greek god. Greek gods are built like Stefanski. Yeah, I like that. I mean, they showed some pictures of Stefanski this week, and he's just looked phenomenal. Dude, that jawline is the press conference picture. It, it literally, and I put it on the Instagram, my Instagram. It was a right. It comes to a right angle. It's ninety degrees. Like his jawline <laughs> is just perfect. And the picture of him and Miles, arm like walking their arms around each other's they're, shoulders. They're equally jacked. Like Stefanski is built. Just yeah, really. Um, so training camp. Obviously, we're in week two right now. And one more cheers. Uh, we need to celebrate. There's not been any bullshit. Knock on wood. Off the field. All off season. No stupid stories. No people getting pulled over with shit in the car. No fights. Uh, it's been incredible. And I want to read a quote that Zach Johnson at The Athletic uh, wrote earlier this week. He goes, A week into training camp, I can report that Garrett is still not of this planet and that Clowney has spent lots of time in the backfield too. It's too early for proclamations, but it's not too early to be impressed. Clowney has been lining up at left end. Over the last two days, he has beaten right tackle Jack Conklin with relative ease on at least a few plays, and tight ends have had no prayer. For the Let record, me stop. Yeah, let's stop right Jack there. Jack Conklin, shout out. The dude was second Jack's team all pro. Free. Jack's all pro. Clowney's not lining up against the scrubs of Brown's past. He's lining up against the best O-line in the NFL. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Let's just, Statistically. Yes, they're the same guys. I came back. Uh, going on, Garrett generally mans the other side and has looked like he usually does. Devastatingly quick and more than capable of closing on-ball carriers like he's a 190-pound safety, not a defensive end in the neighborhood of 260. You can watch all the different highlights, all the stuff going on at training camp, on the Twitter. It's just, and I don't even, I've thought this through my head a thousand times before, because I knew we had to go on to talk about it. I don't really know how to, how to verbalize it. Just, again, seeing like a competent skilled team with high expectations and top five on paper and everything, yada, yada, yada. Knock but on knock on wood again. What I'm leading into here is think about the offense, okay? On, on paper, our defense is top five. I'm being, I'm, I'm being generous there. It's top three on paper. And uh, every time but, I say on but paper. On paper, on paper, yes. If, if these guys mesh and play just half decently together, which I have confidence under Joe Woods, shout out Joe Woods, we're going to be a top five defense. So what people still aren't really, I don't think, appreciating or really realizing yet, because obviously we're two weeks into training camp, Baker is going to be practicing against one of the best defenses in one a defense that wants to be the best in the NFL every single day. 
Iron sharpening iron, baby. Like, think about that. Like, that's unbelievable. Like, Baker has to line up all practice long against Clowney and Garrett. And think about Troy Hill, JJ the Third, who were Ronnie. On, yep. Well, you shot, oh, of course. But think about JJ and Troy were on the Rams last year. The Rams had the number one secondary in the NFL. JJ and Troy were the number one and two player in that secondary. I mean, Baker's really going up against just a gong show every day in practice. I'm so excited. It's so incredible. We're not just signing a bunch of careers or twilighting people anymore. Without further ado, I feel like we should give a little teaser into next week. Ooh! Ooh, baby, we got a big one. Um, I don't know if we should just say who our, uh, who our guest is or if we should Re- play I mean, the song. Sorry, you mean play who our reoccurring guest is. Reoccurring, yes. Reoccurring no, I like guest. the song ideas. We'll play the song. Okay. Timmy Couch, TC Deuce, TC2, the big man, Mr. 1999. We're going to party like it's 1999. Shout out, Prince. He's going to be on next week. That's our next interview. Tim Couch, the man, the myth, the legend. Another jersey that's forever safe to buy. I'm pumped. I'm jacked. We had Tim Couch week last May. I know we're a few months late this year, but that's how schedules work, y'all. Tim Couch next week. It's going to be a great interview. I'm extremely excited. And, and let me just throw a plug in here real quick. DM us questions. If there's something you're dying to know from Tim Couch, DM us a question, and if it's worthwhile, we'll ask a question. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll throw a thing up on uh, the story. Keep in mind, the better this podcast does, the better the Browns do. That is proven. That is science. So subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. Tell your friend, Bully your friends until li- – uh, we shouldn't use the term bully uh, – no bullying. We, make, can't, we can't talk about mental health and encourage bullying. Make your friend subscribe to this podcast, even if it's against their will. They can unsubscribe right after if they're not Browns fans. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you, a thought you, that counts. You could trick your friends into becoming a Browns fan. Think about that. Love it. Actually, I don't know if that back. No, Think about but, but, it only but, if it's going to. But I know what subscribe. you're saying because you said this at Christmas time too. You talk about people who are hard to shop for. Your grandma, your great aunt, your aunt, your cousin, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever. What better gift than to steal their phone when they're not looking, subscribe to the Dogs of War podcast, so when they wake up, the next time we drop an episode, they already have it on their phone. Like, Dude, you'd have so much more to talk about at Christmas. It's unreal. Right now, again, as we're recording this, the Steelers and Cowboys are playing in Canton at the Hall of Fame game. It's not even a preseason game. It's an exhibition game. Understanding that. Uh, Chase Claypool just dropped the ball. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. So, yeah, that's how we're going to end this podcast with the Steelers dropping balls again. For Raleigh, for myself, we love y'all. We're going to be in the Muni lot so soon, so very soon. And Jacksonville in like two weeks, right? Maybe. To that end, good night, Cleveland.
slinging the ball around. Oh yeah, it's Tim Couch. That man is jacked, and that's a fact. Hell of a quarterback. Oh yeah, it's Tim Couch. This enough, everybody knows. This is how the story goes.